Hey everyone, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wilde, entertainment reporter by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely gonna be some laughing, and hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life. To live your healthiest hot life. This week, Marley Cohen joins us, but you probably know her better as Kale and Crunches. She, when we recorded this, was 37 weeks pregnant. Guys, there was a small chance that the Healthiest Hot podcast would have been present for the birth of baby Kale. Oh, but alas, that did not happen, but we did have an amazing conversation. And let me tell you, it wasn't always Kale and Crunches for Marley. There was a time when her reality was sitting behind a desk most of the time in the real estate world, feeling less than happy and a little bit restless. And then she found and fell in love with fitness. Since then, she's become a certified holistic nutritionist, a personal trainer, and has built a community around her that is along for the journey. Get ready to tuck in, Marley Cohen. But this is definitely the first time I've interviewed someone who's (laughs) possibly about to give birth right now. How far along are you? I'll be 37 weeks on Monday, so it's like go time at any time. I know. <laughs> How are you feeling, Marley? I'm feeling like, amazing, but I don't feel like she's coming anytime soon. But like people are like, no, 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 this could happen. Like she's she's she, she could. likes she could make there. her appearance. Who oh knows? My gosh. I think she likes like a it. couple weeks. Yeah, like three weeks until my due date. Are you all ready? I, I feel like you were recently building a crib. Yes, I was two days ago. <laughs> Please tell me it was not Ikea and you were dealing with like an Allen key the whole time. No, it was very Allen key-ish. <laughs> it's from it Bye Bye like, Baby, but it, it's, yeah. It looked it like needed a... to be put together. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's done, though. At least it's, it's done. done. It's so three done. weeks out, do you have your baby bag ready to go? No. You know what you see that in movies? They're like, grab the bag, let's go. No, but my we're doing it tomorrow because my husband needs to have everything organized and done beforehand. And I'm very chill last minute you know whatever we need we'll get yeah and he's like no Sunday is the day the bag is packed and he's obsessed with his bag what goes in my bag what does the husband bring what what does go into a husband bag what do you need I don't know what does he need he needs a push present I hear that's real big diamonds I feel like that's real big in Hollywood right now I have her in April her birth her birthstone's diamonds if babe is born in April mom should get all the diamonds yeah all the diamonds I love how well you were very open and sharing a lot of yourself with your social media but with this pregnancy I feel like it even got stepped up a notch even more like real the good days the bad days doing fitness throughout your pregnancy Mm -hmm. is that something that you consciously did or you were just like I'm going through this and I'm gonna bring you guys with me you know what I found the first three months where you're not allowed to announce the hardest because I run you know my blog and account which is called kale and crunches and it's primarily fitness yeah and health focused and I felt like I was living a lie for three months where I was eating bagels and cheese and not working out, but yeah. I couldn't share that. And I sort of had to pretend that I was still this, you know, 
I was still training my clients yeah. and teaching my classes, but I wasn't doing my own workouts and I wasn't eating healthy. So I felt like once it was able to come out, I was finally able to be real. Yeah. It was a weight lifted off my shoulders. And then there was just an influx of support from that realness, especially when I came out with my first trimester vlog. But I was like, and it felt really good to just be so, so real online. Yeah. And then from there, it's just been, you know, it's been real. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I feel like you're giving the rest of us who, you know, if we do want children and like maybe that'll happen the next couple of years, you're giving us like a very candid look at yeah. what, you know, what went on in your personal experience from that first trimester vlog right. till exactly. now. And I've had a very good pregnancy. So it's been easy. Has this any is easy. sickness? <laughs> no. Oh, you lucky guy. Yeah. Maybe the secret is bagels and cream cheese. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, was be. that a craving or did you The just, ultimate craving. Because usually people are like, well, I, again, I feel like it's modern media. They're like, you're going to crave pickles. Yeah. But you, it was bagels and cream cheese. It was bagels and like cream cheese. Like a plain cheese. bagel or like a fancy bagel? Like I love a pumpernickel. I'm not going to lie. Mm. I'm being specific. Mm. Yeah. I only ask because I'm very specific with my bagels. Yeah. Like I like an all dressed yeah. or a Montreal one where mm-hmm. it's like covered in sesame seeds. I did the Montreal for a while just because that's all they sell at the grocery stores. But I wanted like yeah. a real what a bagel bagel. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> other than the bagels, were there any other cravings? Cheese, dairy. I'm not a dairy person. I was like pretty much non-dairy before. Not for any reason yeah. other than I just don't love it. Yeah. But it was like, I'm dairy queen. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I'm curious. I, I don't even know where that comes from. It's just, I wonder what it is. I don't know. The and no, and more so aversions, which is yeah. common. Like in the movies, they make it look like you just want pickles and ice cream. Yeah. But for the most part, it's like, I just can't eat chicken. No chicken. No one likes chicken in pregnancy. <laughs> Not just Whoa. meat. Like no meat, no chicken. Yeah, that's more common than give me the pickles, give me. So just plant-based protein, I guess, you've been doing. I feel like I'm a vegetarian minus the vegetables. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like bread and cheese. <laughs> it's going to be hard to kick that when the baby comes. I know. I, I actually said the other day online, I'm like, I kind of hope that my old appetite comes yeah. back yeah. because I used to love making I used to love cooking and yeah. meal prepping that was my thing oh yeah I feel like you always not just these like of... great big hearty salads like oh, meal yeah. salads oh yeah all about the big salads I'm sure it'll come back I hope so I mean who knows I mean that first trimester I know you, you probably like laid low on the working out but you've managed it seems that you mm-hmm. really managed to still make it yeah. an almost daily thing oh, with yeah. modifications oh, yeah. mm-hmm. which I think is really nice for, for women to know that like, mm-hmm. you can continue to be active you just may have to modify you have to modify because you have to you know just to get a safe workout in yeah. for mom and babe but working out has been my savior. I've felt it, but I've been really lucky again to feel yeah. good enough to have the energy to not be throwing up yeah. to work out. And mentally it makes me feel amazing. So now, how do you feel when you can't, you can't get it in that day? I feel a, you know, a sort of fogginess, yeah. a, a, not a sadness, but I'm just yeah. like not as happy as I normally yeah. am. Um, I feel more tired because yeah. it wakes me up. And, and you're only allowed one cup of coffee a day, right? I know. That's the worst part. But you know what? I didn't even want coffee until I was like halfway through my pregnancy. That would be that would be a very big change for me. It's also a common aversion too. Like I just don't want coffee. And then I've gotten a lot of people being like, when did you want your coffee back? Because I can't even stomach <laughs> it. I was like around week 20, I think, if I remember correctly. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a long time to go without. Yeah. But if you don't want but it, you don't, you don't want need it. it. You don't want it. You need it though. Because insomnia has been my worst symptom. Okay, because yeah, I feel like what do you, I feel like you posted even today or yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like I slept till five thirty, yeah, and today. you were like dancing, for, dancing, and I'm like five thirty. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny now? When I wake up at five thirty, 
I'm like, I can't believe I used to do this for fun when I was teaching spin, <laughs> waking up at five, like clockwork every day and like being excited about it. <laughs> yeah. That was a different, that was, that was a, a different, different life. Me. Now you're like, no. Yeah. I well, no, when I make it to five now, I'm like, okay, I made it through the night. Yeah. The nights are hard. So what is it that keeps you up? So in first trimester, it's more so hormones okay. and anxiety. It's yeah. just like a scary time. You don't know what's going on. You hope that your pregnancy carries through and mm-hmm. that you're, you stay healthy. So that's really common in first trimester. But third trimester, it's like I have this big belly. I'm uncomfortable. I'm peeing every five seconds. It's the aches and pains. Yeah. So what oh, I'm yeah. going through is really common. What I went through in first trimester wasn't so common. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because like your whole, your center of gravity changes. Mm-hmm. You, I, I'm just, can you sleep on your side? Or you, you yeah, you have to sleep on your side. You have to sleep on your side. See, I don't know anything about I, I'm learning as I go. I know nothing. <laughs> Do you have one of those big pillows? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I, I, those I want almost just for fun. Like, you just get to, like, hug something all night. Yeah, and it's actually really good for your back and hips and everything in a, like, nerdy trainer way. It's no, good. that's good. I, yeah. love, I, love, I love shit like yeah. that. I love learning. I'm like, ooh. It's great for, like, it's, it's a pillow between the legs is great for your hips. I need that. I feel yeah. like my hips are too closed anyways. When you were kind of trying to see what your body could handle while working out, because you were working out pretty hard. Like, were you spinning at some point, too? I was spinning, but yeah. I actually got pregnant in the midst of injury. So I wasn't going from working out or teaching spin 12 hours a week like I was. I went from low impact workouts like Pilates to getting pregnant. So I wasn't going from my like top, top cardio, high impact workout days uh, because I injured my shoulder and overuse injury from spin. That'll happen. From spinning? Yeah. From all like the, the pumping, dips, yeah. all the pumping and yep. dipping in the side to yeah, side. Yeah, exactly. Right, Spinko does a lot of side to side. You do a lot of side to side. You do a lot of pumps and dips, yeah. and then when you're teaching, you're also like upping it up and up. You know, you're, you you're whipping kill it. your hair. It's a performance, and yeah. <laughs> I'm actually always impressed when I go to spin classes because I'm like, they're talking, they're spinning, and they're like going to the beat. Like you can't really like no, you can't mm-hmm. underperform because you're there to get everybody else pumped up. It's a performance, and I overdid it <laughs> to the point that I couldn't even brush my teeth without pain. Just like you use your shoulder a lot. Yeah. And so that was, okay, I have to stop. I actually, that was in May. Yeah. Got a wrist injury and, and um, shoulder injury at the yeah. same time. So I was sort of nursing those and then ended up getting pregnant a few months later. So then I, I was not in my prime yeah. time yeah. working out at all. Wow. Yeah. But you still made, was, did you, were you surprised at all by what your body could handle throughout the pregnancy? Because I almost, I almost think, like, it's important to continue being healthy yeah. and continue being fit so your body is, like, ready to go through this massive thing, like, giving birth to a child. Yeah, I think I've just been surprised by everything that I can do. <laughs> I'm the stretching, the amount of that it stretches. <laughs> the amount that my stomach can grow and it's still growing, I'm quite surprised. <laughs> that, I can't even... Like, if I feel super bloated, it messes with my head. Oh, yeah. And I can't imagine, even though, like, in your mind, you're like, well, there's a baby growing in there. Yeah. Like, it makes sense that my stomach is getting bigger and that my arms are changing and that my thighs are bigger yeah. and whatever. But does that, even knowing that, does it still affect you? Like, have you had days where you're just like, I feel like shit. I don't like the way I look, even though, yeah, I'm doing the whole miracle of growing a child in my body. Oh like, my it's, God, yeah. I, I can't even imagine. Like, my mind, if I think of getting pregnant... I'm like, my body image issues are going to come back with a vengeance. And I worry that that is going to take away from the enjoyment of building and growing a baby. So I'm really glad you brought that up because I think I've actually realized I had major body image issues uh, before. And 
now I'm realizing so much. So I look back on photos, let's say, where I'm like, okay, I wasn't teaching spin. I wasn't my healthiest. And I felt awful about the way I looked and that I was almost ashamed to be this trainer because I wasn't as fit. And now I look back on these photos from before I got pregnant. And I'm like, if I get back to even 50% of that, I will be proud of myself. So I think there was a lot of body dysmorphia going on Mm -hmm. that I was not aware of at all. And I would have these, you know, photo shoots and then look at the photos and cry and think I look so horrible. And then, you know, have friends or family say to you, like, you know, what, what's wrong with you? You look so amazing. But you can't see that until, you know, you really start to change. And then, so it was almost like the weight gain or my body changing from injury was harder to deal with because I didn't have a good excuse. Mm-hmm. And then when I got pregnant, it was a little bit easier. But again, I totally had the for the first three months, I'm, how am I a trainer? I'm, you know, getting up in front of 50 people, teaching these group classes every day, and my boobs are getting bigger, and my arms are getting bigger, that no one knows why, and I'm so ashamed, and I'm not worthy. So there was a lot of that lack of worthiness. And then I was actually reading my five, I have this five-minute journal where you you write, like, your gratitude journal, basically. It's, so I would write, like, three things I'm grateful for, what would make today a good day? What would make, you know, what could have made it better? And I was reading that the other night in the middle of the night because I couldn't sleep. <laughs> and I, oh my God, it was like heartbreaking for me to read. I didn't realize, but at the time, everything I wrote had to do with food. What would make today a good day? Only eat healthy. What, what could I have done better today? Not had those extra crackers and hummus, not had that extra protein bar. And I had no idea that I was struggling so much until I look back on it now. So as much as I've had as much as it's hard to have like body image issues yeah. when your body's changing in pregnancy, I feel like I've gotten a whole new perspective. Yeah. And in the journal, it was like the day that I got pregnant, the gratitude journal changed. It was what would make today a good day. Just just like being healthy and my baby's healthy, having a good, a good doctor's appointment. And it gave me such new perspective. And I haven't written about food once. Wow. And it was a massive shift that I didn't even realize I needed to make. I feel like I'm on the verge of crying <laughs> because... I don't think you're alone in feeling that way before. Hearing you say that mm-hmm. makes me want to cry because you saying all those things of how you felt before and like what goes into your journals is what goes through my head almost every single day. Mm-hmm. And I, it's like such a hard, bad, vicious mm-hmm. cycle mm-hmm. to break because they've become habitual. Like if I am having a bad week and like I know my body dysmorphia is like back with a vengeance, the first thing I think of is okay, what am I going to eat? How am I going to eat it? Am I going to burn it off? What kind of workouts am I going to do? And then before I go to bed, the last thing I think of is, what did I eat today? Should I have eaten that? Maybe I shouldn't have. And then I go to bed feeling like shit, and then I wake up feeling like shit, and I'm like, what is going on? And it's like these pervasive, intrusive thoughts, and like you want to be better than that. You want to be stronger than that. And then same thing with like feeling like a bit of a... Like the way I feel is like a fraud, like with healthiest hot. And then I have all these bad thoughts and some days I, I binge eat and other days I binge work out. I'm like, what am I doing in this like healthiest hot world if I can't even like come to the table, sit and be like, yeah, I got my, I got it figured out. But right. I don't know if anyone has it figured out. No, I don't think anyone has it figured out. And I think as much as I have this new perspective now, yeah. I will be the first to admit that this could come back even worse when it comes to postpartum and sharing my postpartum journey yeah. and setting these expectations for myself. So I'm not naive in thinking that, oh, just because I'm pregnant now and everything's yeah. all amazing. You know, I'm not going to think that this isn't going to come yeah. back. Are you nervous at I'm, all? I'm definitely ner- I'm nervous about the amount of pressure I'm going to put on myself yeah. to bounce back in quotations yeah. because 
there's people love the bouncing back journey, especially when you're a trainer. And so I, my goal is to just keep the realness yeah. with that and show that, you know, however long it takes, I could yeah. bounce back and yeah. then, or I could take a year. Yeah. It probably will take a year. I think everyone really takes a full year to sort of get back to I think it's feeling tricky like when, yourself. But. And like pop culture, we, mm-hmm. see, we see celebrity moms exactly. who like literally like a month later, yep. they look like they looked before they even got pregnant Mm -hmm. and then that's what we think of but every single body is different and that journey will be different for everybody but even knowing that I don't know that that makes it any easier if let's say you're on the other side of the spectrum where your body's just it needs to take its time and it's not going to be like a quick fix to tone up and 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 also your your stomach takes time right like I I do feel like we're seeing more and more honest um I don't know experiences Mm -hmm. on social media where women are showing what their bodies look like a week after they gave birth, two weeks after they gave birth. And I remember reading someone's, I don't remember who it was, and they were like, I still look fully pregnant, but the baby is not even inside me. Mm -hmm. And the more people share that, the more people like you share that, I think it's only going to make women feel more comfortable in their bodies with whatever journey they're going through. Exactly. And comparison's going to happen no matter what. I remember searching the hashtag like 36 weeks, you know, or whatever it is. And you look at other women and it was mostly at the beginning for me, it was out of curiosity because especially when you're pregnant for the first time, you don't know, is my bump normal? Is it big? Is it small? And then I would search other people and I'd be like, Oh, they don't even have anything. They don't even look pregnant. And then, you know who Kayla had seen as is. Yes, of course. course. So like the biggest, so we're this, I'm pretty sure we have the same due date. Like note to self, don't get pregnant and be due the same day as Kayla had seen us. Like that's, so I'm searching. Like talking about social comparison right. theory. But then I caught myself and I was like, I never compared my body to her before. Yeah. Ever. Even though we're both trainers, we both yeah. do our thing. I've never compared myself to her before. So why am I doing it in pregnancy? Like what is yeah. wrong with me? Why would I ever have the same type of body type? Of, I don't have the same yeah. type of before. We're not all of a sudden going to morph into each other. <laughs> now you guys are one person. Yeah. Now we yeah. were one person because we have the same due date. <laughs> But it's sort of like you think, oh, but other people are going to click on her and see what she looks like at 20 weeks and then see me and think that I'm massive. And it's like you get into your head. So it's so hard not to. Does, because your community is so supportive of you. Mm -hmm. Like unless you're out there deleting trolls, like it seems like the (laughs) community is really behind you. Mm -hmm. Does that help you kind of get through the harder days and the more difficult days? Yeah. When I really opened up and once I was pregnant and like just started sharing the realness, I felt a complete different sense of purpose on social media. It was less about like the pose your best angle in a crop top and write a workout motivation quote and more just like be real. And then the amount of support, I kind of felt like I was welcomed into this tribe of other women going through the same thing. And yes, there's of course people that, you know, give you your opinion and tell you that you have preeclampsia and you should go to the hospital because your face is a little swollen and things like that. You're like, no, I just haven't had my moment with my ice roller. Right. Back off. Yeah. Please, please don't diagnose me. Yes. There's people that are going to diagnose you. Everyone's a doctor, (laughs) but for the most part, everyone's been so supportive and I have a million questions and no answers, but I can share my experience. So I'm getting, I get a lot of like, I'm three weeks pregnant. I just peed on a stick and I feel like it's. I'm like, oh my God, I have all these secrets. <laughs> all these women, I know everyone first. <laughs> and it's, ama- it's been a whole other community and it's yeah. been amazing. I think that's the really nice side of social media. Because yeah. I think social media sometimes gets a bad rap. And mm-hmm. there are toxic negative sides to it. Of but course. there are toxic negative sides to everything in yeah. life. But I do think that there's this really great positive influence and impact that social media can have. Where mm-hmm. it brings people together, whether you've met them or not. 
sometimes people connect because of a caption or because of a life experience. Exactly. And I think that's really, really powerful. And it makes people feel less alone totally. when they go through hard times totally. or new experiences. Exactly. I actually woke up to a message from a girl this morning, complete stranger. I don't even know what country she's in, saying, yeah. I was watching one of your videos and you kind of alluded to how long it took you to get pregnant. And I just want to know... It's my fourth try, and I'm feeling really down on myself, but I feel like I can't talk to anyone about it because none of my friends have ever had babies, and I just want to know, is it, were you upset, or did you have a, not a hard time conceiving, but did, were you upset? And I said, oh my God, stop right there. Like, I wrote her this whole long rant in bed at like 7 a.m. Like, I was crying my second try that it didn't work, even though I knew how ridiculous yeah. it was. You just want things to work right away. You know, we live in a culture of immediacy mm -hmm. and just told her my whole perspective that even though I knew I shouldn't be upset and I promised myself I wouldn't be that girl, yeah. I became that girl. Yeah. And she told me, she goes, I just screenshotted this. This is something that I'm gonna look at every time I'm feeling down. Like, I feel so much better. I couldn't talk to anyone about it. Wow. Yeah, and I and it's messages like that that you get that are like, okay, this is, I'm sharing for a reason. Yeah. Well, and also, you'll get to look back one day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to have this whole experience. <laughs> yeah. and you've got your gratitude journal that you can look back. <laughs> exactly. And then you've got social media where you can mm -hmm. be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. Like, look at me go. Mm -hmm. You've done a lot in your pregnancy. Like, you haven't, it's, you, it seems like you really haven't slowed down. Are you still teaching at this point? Or are you so, like, no, I'm not teaching, down. but okay. I have a prenatal so program that's coming out in, like, a few weeks. <laughs> I was on the phone with my developer yesterday. She's like, so what's our due date? I'm like, for the program, not for the baby. I'm like, well... I mean, if we have the baby in between, like we can push it back a few weeks. <laughs> she's a mom and a business owner too. And she's yeah. like, okay, let's just, you know, let's just pretend that we're going to have it come out on May 3rd. But yeah. if we have the baby at some point, we'll push it. So, so no mat leave. No. Like obviously not a traditional mat leave, yeah. but do you, do you, I mean, I guess you're just going to try to make it happen. I'm going to try. So I'm not doing any in-person commitments okay. um, at all. I don't even know until when. Uh, so all my personal training clients I wrapped up about a month ago. Yeah. All my classes I wrapped up a month ago so I could focus on getting this program out. Yeah. Um, but I have no plan because what I've learned, if anything, is that you can't plan for anything. Yeah. So, and I'm okay with it. I'm not too crazy like type A yeah. in my head that I need to know what's happening. So I'm just going to go with the flow and see. I love that. Yeah. I love that because you're right. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know how your body's going to heal. You're like, it's your first time. You don't know what kind of baby you're going to yeah. have. Yeah. I could have a great sleeper. I could have a horrible baby. Yeah. I could, you know, want to be poking my eyes out after a week. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you really yeah. don't know. So I don't, I don't want to just commit to anything. Yeah. And I think that's just a good mantra to have for life. Yep. Like sometimes you just got to be open for the unexpected. Exactly. The good, the bad, the ugly, the yep. exciting. Yep. And kind of just roll with the punches. Yeah. And it seems like you have a very strong support system, especially with I, your partner. Uh, like he seems, you guys seem oh my God, yes. like a great duo. I would, yeah, I'd be, I don't even know where I'd be right now if it wasn't for him. <laughs> I can't even put a sentence together without him. He's amazing. I'm so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, been amazing. Oh, love. I'm a sucker for love. I'm also a sucker <laughs> for your Nick's photo shoot. Oh my gosh. Because, A, of what they represent, yes. like just, I fell in love with them, I don't know, like two years ago, I got these great pair of underwear and they were for period leaks. Yes. And I was just like, how is this the first time I have my hands on something like underwear that protects you from when you have leaky days? Like mm -hmm. we all have them. They're also super soft, yeah. they're form fitting. Very and exciting. I love just their, their company ethos, how, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's underwear and lingerie for everyone, no matter what your size, no matter what your skin tone. They actually have skin tone colors that are not just a light beige. Right. Because 
hello. Right. Like, I, for the longest time, like, there's not just one That's, that's not nude. That's not nude. That's <laughs> that just one. Beige. That's, that's beige. Right. That is beige. Yeah. What was that like for you? Oh my because, gosh. I mean, it is a lingerie shoot. You are pregnant. Yeah. It's interesting because I was thinking about this I think this morning, even, that if I look back on my social media or my Instagram, before being pregnant, you won't find one bikini photo of me, one lingerie photo of me, like nothing. You'll find a sports bra photo yeah. all day long with a high-waisted legging that yeah. shows maybe six inches of stomach, and that's it. And then all of a sudden, I'm <laughs> modeling lingerie. <laughs> I think I was seven and a half, eight months pregnant during that shoot. Um, and yeah, it's. I guess it's partly like a newfound confidence. Yeah. But when they asked me, I said, "You're the only company I would take my clothes off for." I mean, yeah, they are. They just. I love what they represent. It's exactly what you said. I knew that they would. Their photos are beautiful. Mm-hmm. They all. The aesthetic is gorgeous, and I just knew that I'd be in good company of real women. I, they, it's not going to be like the token pregnant girl with these really, really tall, thin models. Yeah. I knew I'd be next to people with normal, healthy, beautiful yeah. bodies, and I was excited about representing that. I didn't know it was going to be seen so much. It's a, there's a, a lot of promotion behind this one <laughs> photo of my belly, and I get sent it all the time, like from screenshots from people being like, this just popped up on my feed. This just popped up on my You're feed. Like, oh, okay. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm like very – I think I'm very thankful that I'm very pregnant in the photos because I'd probably be harder on myself. If you were just like a little <laughs> bit pregnant? A little bit pregnant or just like – I'd be. I think I would just be like – my abs aren't yes. out to play yeah. that day. Yeah. You know, you just be harder on yourself. Just who would have thought that an opportunity like that would come about when you're so pregnant? Mm-hmm. I did, someone actually sent the casting to me on Instagram, on the story, saying, oh my God, I thought of you. Yeah. You should apply. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. It's like a maternity shoot. Why not? <laughs> and they're so beautiful. The one, the first photo they came out with, I was laughing because literally one second after that photo was taken, I almost passed out on what? set. Yeah. It was, it, it was so embarrassing. Terrifying. It was. I was like, stop. I was like, I just need to sit down. It was like that token pregnant moment where I was giving orange juice and a robe around me and everyone's fanning me. Oh, you were okay though? I was totally okay. fine. I was just standing for too long, bright lights, hadn't eaten. Oh, wow. You think you can do okay. everything you used to be able to yeah. do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's amazing. The photos are beautiful. Like, truly, truly, I'm so truly happy with them. I'm so proud of that shoot. Yeah. And I can't wait to look back and show my daughter and be like, you were inside of me that day. Like, you were literally yeah. <laughs> in there. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay, I want to rewind a little bit because okay. before Kaling Crunches, yes. it was a bit of a different life for you. Completely you different. You were in life. real estate? I was. Which I bet you were amazing at. Like, I bet you sold houses like left, right, and center. I was horrible. What? Okay, so I was in commercial real estate. So it wasn't houses, but I was leasing shopping centers. So yeah. it was my job to fill holes with, you know, restaurants and services and things like that. And I was terrible at it. First of all, I have a horrible sense of direction. <laughs> so I'm trying to explain where a shopping center is at a corner of X and Y, and I can't even tell you what direction. They're like, what, which way do my windows face? And I'm like, east? I have no where idea. Yeah, horrible sense of direction. Um, a lot of cold calling and sales, and it's just... I'm a people person. I'm mm-hmm. an extrovert, but just cold calling and sales wasn't really my thing, and I just wasn't passionate about yeah. it. But that's where I found fitness. So I was really not so healthy before. I was, you know, sitting on my butt all day, going out with my girlfriends, drinking alcohol, eating crappy food. It's a guy's world in real estate still to this day. So a lot of fast food lunches, a lot of work lunches and networking and hanging with the boys and grabbing a beer. Yeah. 
Um, and that's really where I found fitness, just through feeling like shit. I was sitting on my ass all day. I was just getting sick all the time in yeah. the office. And then I remember like Googling innocently, like how to get back in shape. And it was, I started just falling in love with the world of before social media of like fitness blogs and pop sugar fitness was like the only platform online. They were great. They, they were, were great. I've definitely yeah, visited. They're yeah, still great. They're still great. Yeah. But it was like the only thing there. Yeah. And so I started doing group classes in the office building where I worked out at lunch or after work. And then I just fell in love with it and eventually fell in love with spin and realized that when I was going to spin at 6 a.m. before work, that was like my happiest moment of my day. And I realized I was doing something wrong when that one hour between 6 to 7 a.m. or 5, yeah, 6 to 7 a.m. was my happiest moment. And then I was just waiting for the weekend. I was like, there has to be something more. Mm -hmm. So I started really getting into health and fitness. Like I would spend hours online reading about everything, reading about the gut and gut health and nerding out in that way. And... I knew I wanted to do something with it, but the voice in my head was like, you can't make a living off of health and fitness at all. Like stay, stay in real estate, you know, explore this passion, but there's nothing you can do. So like, okay, maybe I can do it on the side for fun. Yeah. So I, I did certifications. I started teaching spin before work and after work. And then of course, like the more I was doing, the more I wanted to do it full time. And then a lot of people were starting to take notice, like, oh, your skin looks clear, you lost a little weight, you look really good. And I loved sharing. I could talk about it forever. Like, oh, well, I'm meal prepping, and I'm hard boiling eggs, and I'm making green smoothies. I got a Vitamix. Have you heard of a Vitamix? (laughs) Also, Vitamix will change your life. (laughs) Life changing. So sharing all these tips. And I was like, okay, I need to start, you know, something. Like, I want to start a blog. And I had, like, eight blogs and deleted them all. I had one healthiest snacky on tum on uh, or he- no healthy snacky on Tumblr. Remember Tumblr? <laughs> yeah, that was real. Yeah, I had a bunch of them, but oh. then I would delete them because I'm like, oh, I can't tell anyone yeah. about them. This is so embarrassing. Right. So eventually, I started an Instagram account that I didn't tell anyone about. It was called Nikes by Night. Oh, that's a good name. Restrictive though. Yes, which I didn't think of at the time. Yeah. And it was the idea was like real estate by day fitness by night and I was sharing no photos of me just like an oatmeal bowl a vitamin <laughs> like a horrible yeah. vit- ugly vitamin smoothie and I came home one day and told DC my husband I was like okay I started this account it's gonna be my health and fitness thing he's like well first of all the name's terrible so we're gonna change that <laughs> he's like you don't work out at night <laughs> you work out exclusively at 6 a.m <laughs> and like if a brand ever wanted to work with you yeah. you can't be called Nikes by night and I'm like why would a brand ever want to work with me like who's gonna see this and he was like, he saw this as a business before I ever did. Wow. And he's like, let's just change it. So he came up with the name Kale and Crunches. It's such a good name. <laughs> I decided the two Ks. Okay. Because of the Kardashians. Yeah. And it's, it's Duh. awesome. Yeah. It looks great. It looks great. <laughs> and it looks great. But yeah, it's, sometimes I, I go back and forth now. I'm like, should I just change it to Marley Cohen? But it's like so me and my brand. I know. I, I know. I'm not ready to get rid of it yet. You'll know. You'll know if it's <laughs> the right time. Did you ever imagine, I mean, like the... The younger you who was getting obsessed with fitness, still doing real estate in the day, debating doing healthy snacky on Tumblr. Like, would she ever have imagined this? Never. Like, this is your life. This is you, this is your work. Like, mm-hmm. you are able to make a living off of this, yeah. doing what you love. Yeah. It's crazy. I never in a million years. I used to daydream of being a contributor to Pop Sugar Fitness, being like, I would love to. I wonder what their office is like. It's probably so amazing. They yeah. probably eat salads together in the lunchroom because if I brought a salad to work I was the weirdo they probably get to go to fitness classes for work like I 
I would daydream about how to do it. Have all you day ever long. visited their office? I no, I should. Make, I feel like you no. need to vlog about that. I need that to at manifest that. I like should. That's what, that's what needs to happen at I some point. Yeah. Because especially if that was your daydreaming. Yeah. Like that probably, like daydreaming <laughs> like that probably helped manifest. Right. Like the early stages yeah. of coming it this way. It must have. I mean, I've never thought that I'd be here doing it full time to this extent, but yeah. I did work really hard. Yeah. I did treat it like a even though I never really saw it as a business at the beginning or knew that you could make money and the word yeah. influencer didn't exist, you know, it was, it yeah. was a while ago, there was no stories or anything. I did take it seriously and I did spend, especially in the winter, my weekends shooting content on my balcony with a white sheet underneath and I had a whole series of like sneakers and food that I thought was really cool. So artsy. <laughs> so artsy. But I spent a lot of time doing it. Yeah. So I did take it seriously even though people were making fun of me and then it, I, and I was really into it, so I, it was my favorite thing ever, like shooting the content, yeah. making fun oatmeal bowls and trying new recipes and trying new products and yeah. things like that. So as much as I wasn't like, oh, I could make money off of this, I, I took it, I treated it as if I was already. I think that's the, I think that's the key thing, because sometimes people see what you're doing and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, it's, she just, so easy to do, like, you yeah. know, just take a picture and post it, but there's so much work that goes into it, and yeah. there's also a lot of work and a lot of hours to cultivate a community Mm -hmm. especially because when you cultivate something and you start it you're not doing it for the dollar like you're doing it because you're passionate about Mm -hmm. it and like hey if brands come into play at some point that you align with amazing but Mm -hmm. no one ever starts or no one I really don't think no one should start something being like I'm gonna do this to be an influencer because if that's where your like pure your core motivation is Mm -hmm. I don't think and don't believe that that will have legs but if you do it because you're passionate that's a different story well it won't have legs because you don't have legs without a community yeah and they will you know they'll sense it right away oh they sniff bullshit out so quick exactly they'll sense it right away so you won't build a loyal following and if you don't have a loyal following whether it's a million people or a thousand people it doesn't matter yeah it's just as long as people believe in you and believe in what you have to say Exactly. What's next for Kaylin Crunches? So I have the prenatal program that's coming out. Yes. We don't know when. <laughs> coming Depends out on before baby or after when the baby comes out. <laughs> Just a couple things and might then, be happening. And then I'm really, I'm, am truly excited about sharing a real, honest postpartum journey, and hopefully helping people that you know are going through whatever I'm going through, whether it's you know the the blues or hair loss yeah. or yeah. God knows what's to come. I'm. I'm not wishing these things upon yeah. myself, but I'm just hoping that my journey post and into momhood and into this whole new other realm of life is as helpful as my pregnancy journey yeah. has been to everyone. Your hair is fantastic. Is it? But I feel Thank like, you. Is it much thicker than before? Um, yeah, like, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't fall out in okay. pregnancy, but apparently that happens like a few months postpartum. So oh, wow. we're going to see how that looks on me. That's going to be really nice in the shower. Be, Who yeah. cleans the bathroom? So you're <laughs> the plumber once it gets that clogged. <laughs> And it was so gross yeah. how much hair was down a wig, there. Right? And I was just like, I was appalled. I was so embarrassed. And the guy was like, honestly, this happens so much. They've seen it so all. So they had <laughs> seen it all. No shame. They've seen it all. <laughs> oh my gosh. Will you be continue to vlog? I love Yes, I will. I, I hope so. I mean, yeah. I'm really not, like, there's going to be no birth vlog. Yeah. When I'm in the moment at the hospital and on my appointments, I'm, I don't think of my camera. I'm not yeah. that person that's like, yeah. oh, get the shot of the ultrasound. I've never yeah. been like that. Vlogging is completely new to me. But I, I will continue with the vlogs 
I don't know how frequently. I yeah. can't commit to anything, but I mean, <laughs> just one day at a time. Yeah, one exactly. One day at a time. Um, of course, we're on a podcast. You're very passionate yes. about them. You're actually one of the first people that actually shared that we launched. So thank you so much. What podcasts are you loving right now? Ooh, that's a good question. Okay, so I love um, for business mm-hmm. Jenna Kutcher's Gold Digger podcast and Julie Solomon's The Influencer podcast. Okay. Um, I just think they're like good sort of like breakdowns of SEO or how to get into video or things like that. So really um, attainable tips and tools. So that for business, Gary Vee is my hero. Okay, <laughs> okay. Gary Vee, talking about okay. Yeah, I know. I need to listen. I love yeah. asking people podcast questions. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh, I have more to listen yeah. to. Yeah. So I Gary Vee, I could listen to all day long. I'll probably he and he has content that comes yeah. out every day on his show. So even if it's a 10 minute recap from an interview or an hour long keynote, That's he's great. amazing. Um, the Skinny Confidential, I think they're so fun. They always the him and her podcast. They always have good um, people come on for like beauty okay. and health and nutrition. That's a lot. Yeah. You're, um, you're a podcast junkie. I'm complete <laughs> podcast junkie, and, but I'm also listening on Audible to Becoming, okay. Michelle Obama's book. Oh, I just finished reading it. Oh, I kind I of wish I read it instead of listened to it. It's. I might just switch to reading. Yeah, try it. it. Like if you if you can't sleep one night, yeah, and you're gonna be sitting there tossing. Exactly, and turning, that's the thing. I feel like I kind of. Yeah. I'm loving listening to her, yeah. but I kind of want to switch to reading it because I do love to read too. Yeah, it's. Oh, it's, it's so good. Her story, the way she writes. And she gets honest. Like, she's really honest. Like, mm-hmm. she's someone who didn't have to bear all no. in that, and she really, mm-hmm. really did. I don't know how far I am into the book, because yeah. it's 18 hours of listening, oh which is also why I kind of wish I just read it, because yeah. I'd probably read it in two days. 18 hours is a long time. She's just time. got to college, so that's oh where we are. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah, you've got a very, very long time ahead of you. Right, because oh. she speaks slower than I read. Oh, I will actually just lend you my book. I have it. It's, she's amazing. Yeah, Michelle, she's great. Michelle Obama, if you're listening. We need you on the podcast. We need you on the podcast. We really love you. That would be the dream. Right. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, well, before I let you go, I always yeah. ask everybody this. What does healthy is hot mean to you? So healthy is hot means... I think healthiness in general is just having a better um, understanding and relationship with you, with yourself and your body image. And whether that means pizza at 3 a.m. drunk with your girlfriends, because that's what you needed for your soul in the moment, (laughs) or a green juice after spin class, because that's what you, you know, your health needed in that moment. Just doing something that feels good for you in that moment and reflecting confidence. I love that. And that moment changes on right. like a minute to minute basis yep. sometimes. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. I Thanks cannot wait to meet baby me. Kale. So soon. Oh. <laughs> I haven't I been know. around a very pregnant lady a long time. Like, there's a baby in there. Oh, yeah. Wait, does she, does she kick? Like, like, do you see crazy. her little alien arms? Yeah, you can. Maybe oh. if I have a pastry, you'll see. <laughs> Thank you, Marley. Thanks for having me. And just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wilde. A big thank you to the Thompson Hotel for hosting us today. Okay, so if you enjoyed this conversation, feel free to subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a comment. And go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. See you next week.